0: Welcome to Tabletop Journal's Seat Yourself podcast series in the hospitality tabletop industry. Hosted by Dave Turner, seat yourself is 20 to 25 minutes of what's happening in the world of hospitality tabletop. Dave is the globally known chief evangelist and editor for TabletopJournal.com. A non-traditional journalist, Dave has spent nearly 30 years as a sales and marketing executive in the world of hospitality. This podcast was originally published on the week of November 4th, 2019 and runs for approximately 30 minutes.
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 48 of Seat Yourself. Of course, Seat Yourself is our approximately 20 minutes or so in length podcast on the whole world of hospitality tabletop. I'm Dave Turner. I'm your host here at Seat Yourself. And this week, along with our news stories, we've got another great interview for you that we did while attending the recent host show in Milan, Italy. This week, we'll be talking to Matthias Feltzer from the Dutch company StylePoint. StylePoint was one of the most interesting companies we saw while at host, and Matthias Feltzer is a founder and the creative force behind that company. And then, in this week's 60 Seconds with Shannon segment, we'll be talking trends in flatware with Edward and Company category buyer, Shannon Talon. As always, Shannon gives us her opinion straightforward and unvarnished. And finally, in our commentary this week, we'll talk a little bit about why putting yourself in uncomfortable situations can be very good for you both personally and professionally. And now, with the Halloween uh, holiday behind us, that means that there's only less than 60 days left in the year 2019, and I hope everyone is where they need to be for a strong finish to this year. The holiday season that we're in now can be hectic for the tabletop category, but for those who know how to play it well, it can be one of the best times of the year for their business. We've always felt that the success at this time of the year has really has a lot to do with how well you've prepared and how you approach this last stretch run of the year. Again, best of luck to everyone. And so with that, let's get episode number 48 underway. And as regular listeners here know, at Seat Yourself, we always start with our stat of the week. This week's stat of the week, 8.3 million. That's the number of people employed In the U.S. hotel industry. The American Hotel and Lodging Association recently published a study that had engaged the firm Oxford Economics to study the economic impact of the hotel industry in the United States. In addition to the 8.3 million employees figure here are a couple more numbers that might be of interest to you. In the United States there are 55,900 hotels that have 5.3 million guest rooms and the average guest spending combining both on-site and ancillary spending is $548 per guest. And while you might expect the majority of the spending is on lodging and rooms, but the surprise here is the number three spend is in the area of food and beverage, just behind lodging and transportation, which really makes sense if you think about it. So tabletop suppliers, F&B is important to the hotel and lodging sector. So it's up to us to make sure that we help hotel operators maximize the profitability of that spend. Obviously, there's two ways to do that. You need to, first of all, enhance the overall guest experience, of course. Make the guests smile more often. Make them come back more often because we know guests that come back more often spend more. And secondly, by showing hotel operators how to save money with innovative, cost-saving food and beverage ideas and products to present those food and beverage ideas. And that's our stat of the week. 8.3 million working in nearly 56,000 hotel properties in the U.S. That's the number of people that are employed here in the hotel industry. In news this week, first up, the restaurant chain IHOP and Travel Centers of America announced that the two companies have entered into a franchise development agreement and plan to open up 94 IHOP restaurants over the next five years in TA and Petro-branded locations all across America. Currently, there are four IHOP restaurants already in TA's Travel Center network, including one that had just opened this past week in Jackson, Georgia. According to Jay Johns, president of IHOP, we're thrilled to be partnering with Travel Centers of America to open up almost 100 new IHOP restaurants over the next five years in TA and Petro travel centers all across the U.S. The TA brand, a trusted hospitality leader in the industry with consumers, shares the same values as IHOP when it comes to delivering an outstanding experience to guests on the go. And then... Barry Richards, President and Chief Operating Officer of Travel Centers of America said, when it comes to serving our customer, IHOP and TA's missions and cultures align. We find all this pretty interesting. And while this story is a specific story on IHOP expanding with Travel Centers of America, to us, this points out how restaurant operators are looking for more and more creative ways to make sure they have their brands convenient and in front of wherever their target customers are. With traffic counts flat or declining in many chain restaurants, finding creative new locations for their brands is just one way that restaurateurs can keep their revenues growing. So what does all this mean to tabletop suppliers? Well, with the competition in the restaurant business tougher and tougher, we as tabletop suppliers must understand that our business is no longer in the same old traditional places it used to be. Today, people are getting more and more of their food and beverage experiences from places like convenience and grocery stores. Along with department stores, people like Nordstrom's, for instance, and even entertainment venues like Topgolf. And then there's even truck stops and travel centers, like the just announced partnership between IHOP and Travel Centers of America. And by the way, just in case you were wondering, currently there are more than 1,700 IHOP restaurants in the U.S. and another 100 plus restaurants globally. And now, over the next five years, there'll be nearly 100 more along the highways of America. And also in news this past week, Food Service Equipment Reports published a great interview with Gene Clark from Clark Food Service. And a majority of that interview was devoted to how they go about attracting top young talent to his Pennsylvania company. As readers of Tabletop Journal and listeners to this podcast know, attracting and certainly then retaining Top young talent, particularly in the tabletop sector, is something that's near and dear to us. In the article, the 34-year-old Clark talks about his company's on-campus efforts and what he feels young people are looking for in a company and a career these days. Like most things in FERMag.com, this story is a quick and interesting read, and you'll want to definitely check it out for sure. Simply go to FERMag.com. This past week, there was what might be called the restaurant review heard round the world when New York Times restaurant critic Pete Wells reviewed the iconic New York steakhouse, Peter Luger. And he happened to give it zero stars. All the publicity surprised us, I have to say, and the restaurant's owners weren't shy in their response to Wells' review. With newspapers around America and even in Europe jumping in on it to run both parts of the review and the response. Now to us, the story isn't so much about the review for this one restaurant or the response, but more about the weight that newspaper restaurant reviews still might carry in this digital age. As you may recall, in last week's Stat of the Week, we said that a TripAdvisor study done recently said that 94% of U.S. diners are influenced by online reviews when deciding where to go for a meal. And that same study said that 60% of those responding said that photos also had a perceptible impact on the customers. So I'm just wondering in the review section in New York Times or any other newspaper for that matter, in this digital age, is as meaningful as it once was. And that will be one of the roundtable topics for our newly launched podcast every other Thursday that we'll be taking on about and talking about in this Thursday's episode. So be sure and check us out. The website for every other Thursday is oddly enough, every other Thursday, every other Thursday And in company and product news this week, as we continue to bring you insights from the just completed host show in Milan, we have our next interview up this week, and that's with Matthias Feltzer from the Dutch company StylePoint. As you probably heard Shannon and I talk during our From the Show Floor episode, StylePoint, in our conversation, one of the most innovative tabletop companies we saw at the host show in Milan. And now, for those of you who may not be familiar with StylePoint, StylePoint is a leading supplier of hospitality non-food products available throughout the European continent. They supply customers from all over Europe who trust in their market expertise and StylePoint's ability to provide innovative tabletop solutions to operators of all types and all price levels. So, at the host show, I got to spend a bit of time with Matthias Felser, who is one of the founders and the creative force behind the StylePoint brand and here's what he had to say. Hi, we're back here at the 2019 uh, version of Host Milano. This is the 41st edition of the show. It's a fantastic show, and one of the more fantastic pieces of the show is a company that I've spent more time in than almost any other one since I've been here, and that is StylePoint from the Netherlands. I'm here with Matthias Felser. He's a co-owner and co-founder of this company. Matthias, thank you for joining us, and tell us a little bit about who StylePoint is and what you do.
2: Um, thank you, Dave. Uh, We are a tabletop specialist uh, and buffet presentation specialist uh, based in the Netherlands. Um, We started 15 years ago. Uh, We have a hotel management background and we supply actually products on your table and on the buffet. What we try to bring to the market is is, uh, uh, wow factors for our customers and actually what we try to do is bringing solutions for our partners. So how they can start talk with their customers and bring something new. Uh, That can be in in, in products uh, which are good value for money, but we also try to do that in innovation. So to bring something that is completely new, completely different, what nobody else is doing at this moment of time in the market. Um, I'm going to show you around a little bit later what I mean with that. But I think that's one of the success, success factors why we have been growing very fast in the last 15 years. Uh, at this moment of time, we are active in around uh, 15 countries in Europe. And we have been here on the show for the last two days. And I think uh, we will sign up another 14, 15 countries easily uh, at this moment of time. So um, it's good to hear that also um, uh, it's adapted by the, the people here and Host that they see something new. Uh, which inspire them and hopefully they can bring to their customers
1: you know th- since we're on a podcast here and people can't see the booth and see the wonderful products here tell our audience what differentiates style point from all the other
2: companies that are here with tabletop products well we try to look we try to look ahead and and see where the market is going and uh, I want I want to give you an example of what we just developed it's uh, it's uh, something we do with our studio RAW, that's part of our, uh, of our range. Uh, we have uh, a small facility in our, uh, in our showroom in the Netherlands, where we create um, tailor-made dinnerware for star chefs. And when we started doing that, we found out that it was very hard for our partners around the world to adapt that, because you had to be in our showroom to, to develop such a plate. But we started to think further, we sit down with our marketing and then we found out the idea to develop a configurator where you can easily in three steps uh, make your own plate and that is something what the chef is often asking us especially the star chefs they want to be different Uh, um, uh, you're speaking about the Michelin star chef yeah yeah this is the the high-end the the star chefs they always ask us can we have this exclusive and of course um, um, for us, as a a, a, man of, a, a producer uh, and, and, and brand creator, it's hard to give something exclusive only to one restaurant. So with that in mind, uh, also the idea of Studio Raw came alive. And what we do over there, the, the star chef uh, can create his own plate just by uh, picking a glaze, make his own combination, and he does it on a configurator. So he does it online he can do, he can do it while he's thinking about uh, a, a, a certain menu a new menu on his cart uh, uh, he can he can um, uh, go on to the configurator play around with the shape then make his own design with the colors and he he will see the, the actual 3d uh, now the configurator you're talking about is this computer screen we have here right in front of us yes okay. yeah correct so you can you can you can develop the plate yourself on the screen and from that point you can also push a button make it augmented reality have it in front of your table and you will see what the plate will look like in your own restaurant in your table together with your cutlery, just push the button to order and off you go. So it's going to the next dimension. It's the same as with a car configurator. In the the retail industry, we are already quite well known uh, with configurators, but with uh, dinnerware, we are not. And, And mainly it's because with normal production factories, you need high quantities to make something unique for yourself. With us, you can do that from 28 pieces. So from 28 pieces on, you can create something unique for your own establishment.
1: I want to make sure I heard that right, it's 28 pieces, and
2: what is the right turnaround on a 28 piece order? What turnaround time? It's around four to six weeks, but we need to develop the plate. So if we have to ship it out, within six to eight weeks, you will have it on your table in your restaurant and you can work on it. Truly unique
1: to your restaurant differentiating it from everybody else that you compete with up and down the street in your
2: city or your village exactly in the colors you had in mind with match best with your dish
1: okay just so people understand uh style point what are the let's say three things that you want people to remember about style point what are what are the three definitive ideas or words that would define your company
2: I think one of the first what we hear on host all the time is innovation. So we bring we bring a wow factor and they want to bring that wow factor back to their customers and we want to supply them. Then the second thing I think is easy to work with because um, uh, we developed dealer portals for our distributors where they can work 24-7 with us when they want and see all the information, uh, what is needed to give the service to their customer. The only thing they will not see is the price we buy at our factory, but for the rest, we are fully transparent. So they can see the stock levels when the next containers are coming in. Uh, so that's an important thing. You can bring innovation, but then it's also, it also needs to be easy to work with. So that's the second one. I think the thir- third one is also um, a trust. We're a trustable and reliable company. So we also try to, we, we, make, we make it happen what we, say what we are going to do and that's very important for us because we are not working for the short term we are here for the long term i'm still young i'm 41 i'm now for 16 years in this business and i want to keep on going for at least another 20 years
1: in a world that's changing and with the landscape changing daily or hourly it seems like the trust factor is huge i think so it's great that people can feel like they can trust you that you have innovation and that you you really bring a lot of passion. I can see that in your in this in this discussion we've had. Thank you very much, Matthias. Thank you, Dave. And at Style Point, their focus on the three things that Matthias mentioned were very evident at the host showed exhibit that they put on. Those three things again were innovation the wow factor. Boy, Style Point really makes a, an exclamation point in that in that regard. But they're also easy to work with and transparent, just like Matthias said. And more importantly, and maybe most importantly, They try to be a trustful and reliable company to all tabletop operators. And while the ability to make custom shapes and custom glazes is what was probably the most memorable in our visit to the StylePoint booth, I also have to say that the team at StylePoint, they understand the practical side of tabletop because they had a wide collection of what they call value-for-money dinnerware as well. You can find out all about this innovative European tabletop company by visiting their website. And it's stylepoint.eu. And I promise you won't be disappointed. And next up, this one looks like a continuation of a story from last week, but it's not as the Homer Lachlan Company continues to get some great PR for the food service division. This time, it's the company's general sales manager, Scott Gibbs, who sat down with industry trade publication, food service equipment and supplies for an interview. While the interview covered a variety of topics, Gibbs discussed lighter weight dinnerware and that age-old issue of ceramic versus metal serveware. Gibbs also delved into the idea of chasing down the latest trends and the need to maintain a certain perspective when it comes to choosing your tabletop and your tabletop supplier. According to Gibbs in the interview, of course trends will come and go. More important is responding to the needs and the vision of individual customers. We've always valued the collaborative nature of the manufacturer-distributor and end-user relationship. It's more of a consultative process. Nicely done, Scott Gibbs. And nicely done, Homer Lachlan. And the good PR doesn't end there for the Homer Lachlan brand. Making the cover the Washington Post newspaper 2019 Fall Dining Guide was a Homer Lachlan classic dinnerware design, Jet Spray Maroon. That, plus several other HLC designs, made the cut in this highly read dining guide for the Washington, D.C. area. Again, great job, Homer Locklin. You're on a roll. Now, 60
0: Seconds with Shannon, where Dave sits down with Shannon Talon of Edward and Company and asks the question of the week. This week, Shannon talks about trends in flatware.
1: We're back, everybody, with Shannon Talon from Edward Don and Company. And of course, you know Shannon as the category manager for tabletop and buffet wear at Edward Don. And Shannon, the question this week is a flatware and cutlery question. And when it it comes to that, that category of flatware or cutlery, we know that finishes have been a trend for a while now since we've discussed that a couple of different times here at Seat Yourself. Are there any other trends in terms of styles, designs, or maybe even particular items of flatware that our listeners should be aware of?
3: Yeah, you know, flower is such an interesting category because there's so many options in the marketplace. Like you said, the, the finishes, styles, and even the metal composition. Uh, you know, we've got our the eighteen O and the eighteen eight slash eighteen ten categories. You know, we continue to see a proliferation of eighteen O patterns. Uh, they're less expensive for operators than eighteen eight or eighteen ten. Plus, these days, you know, there's a lot of eighteen O patterns in the marketplace that you wouldn't know aren't eighteen ten because of the weight of them and and the how they feel in your hand. Um, so, metal composition is a factor because it, it plays into the budget and. It, it's a discussion for another time, but tariffs have obviously been in fact impacting that category as well. So, in terms of the styles themselves, they're just so varied because flatware is such a great way to add personality or add uh, or to beef beef up your your theme or your decor on your tabletop. So, there's just so many options. I do think though, what we're seeing from in terms of new products coming into the marketplace, that sort of sleek, modern designs that have clean lines. Or gentle curves really continue to be where we see new products coming out, and really where we see the volume too. We see operators gravitating towards that. You know, when you have um, flatware that is overly ornate or decorative, one, it can have a limited shelf life in your operation in terms of how it applies to your decor, and two, it can it can also uh, sometimes introduce some cleaning challenges if there's a lot of crevices and nooks and crannies on uh, on the handle of your flatware so i think some of those like i said clean lines sleek modern look um, are, are very very popular and is really where a lot of the volume is but i don't think we're necessarily going to see you know the finishes and some of the unique designs go away we're always going to need those but i think the trend is really towards a product that looks a little bit more clean on the tabletop
1: yeah, I liked your comment about shelf life too, because the minimalist design means that the product's going to look good in, in years, you know, several years down the road, just as it does when you put it in the for the first time.
3: That's right.
0: Now, here's Dave with this week's commentary. This week, Dave talks about playing outside of your comfort zone.
1: In this week's commentary, I want to talk about being uncomfortable. Well, what I actually mean to say is, I want to discuss with you moving outside your personal comfort zone and challenging yourself. And for many of us, that makes us uncomfortable, often very uncomfortable. And few of us enjoy the feelings of discomfort and risk that comes with trying new things or new ways of thinking for the very first time. We all prefer, at times, simply to take the easy road. After all, life's pretty tough as it is, right? We all possess a natural instinct to stay with the tried and true, the status quo. And all that's very normal. After all, trying new ideas or new methods implies a certain amount of risk. And certainly, in our previous commentaries, we've talked plenty about the speed of change these days and the fact that both in our business lives and possibly our personal lives too, everything is in a state of flux, moving at warp speed. So, seeking comfort and staying in our comfort zone That makes perfect sense, but when we stay within our zones of comfort, what kinds of things do we miss? And just as importantly, could there possibly be benefits from playing outside our comfort zone? And if so, what would those benefits be? Well, today I want to give you just five of the many benefits that come from stretching ourselves and moving beyond our borders of comfort. The first thing that happens when you step beyond your comfort zone is that you start to grow as a person and likely as a professional as well. But as you no doubt know by now, sometimes growing is not easy, and growing brings about many opportunities to fall and to fail. But as you begin to grow, keep in mind you cannot have a second step until you have a first. So the important takeaway here is go ahead, take that first step. The second step is almost always quite a bit easier. So personal growth is the very first benefit of playing outside your comfort zone. The second benefit possibly is that you might find new perspectives or new ways of thinking. And yes, changing up your normal routines and venturing out where you've gone where you've never gone before, that can be uncomfortable too. But the challenge that goes with that nearly always brings about new perspectives and those perspectives come with new thinking. These new perspectives will either expand your personal and professional horizons or they will confirm your existing thought patterns. But either way, it's still definitely a win. The third possible benefit is the increased confidence and assuredness. With each step that you take beyond your current comfort zone and the risk that comes with that step comes a new level of confidence, a being comfortable with being uncomfortable feeling, and that feeling is almost always equal to or better than the level of reward for taking that risk. Think of these steps out of your comfort zone as adventures. Adventures where you're building upon your existing skills with a specific goal of adding new skill sets to your already existing inventory. And if you should stumble along this adventure, just understand that it's simply part of the journey of learning. After all, as infants, we all learned that learning how to walk involved a certain amount of falling and then getting back up to try again. It's all part of the adventure. Another benefit of stepping out and playing beyond our comfort zone is the idea that we don't always know exactly what to expect. So life definitely gets a bit more interesting and probably a bit more fun. Some might even call that exciting. So keep your sense of humor, have some fun, and grow a bit. And a fifth and final benefit of playing beyond where you're currently comfortable, you'll quickly begin learning more of who you really are as a person and what truly motivates you rather than just whatever your life routines have become. We all get into routines, or ruts even, both in our personal and our professional lives. Often we wake up and wonder, how did we get here? By changing it up and playing outside our comfort zones, often life becomes more fun, more lively, and we discover things about ourselves that we might never have ever found out. When we get out beyond our traditional comfort zones, we get more chances to achieve our dreams and more chances to reach our full potential. And along the way, there's a good chance where you might just enjoy life just a little bit more. So, if you're like most of us who value safety and security, when you take those first few steps outside your safety zone, it will probably feel just a little bit uncomfortable. But that's okay, because as I said, you've got to have a first step before you can have a second. Remember, there are many benefits to playing outside your comfort zone. I've just given you five, but I'm sure you'll come up with many more of your own. I'm Dave Turner, and I'm glad to have you join me this week with this week's commentary. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Seat Yourself. And as always, I want to thank the Rockstar Category Manager, Shannon Talon, for joining us today. And of course, I want to thank you, our listeners, for joining in as well. And finally, I want to make a special thanks to the Edward and Company for sponsoring in part this episode of Seat Yourself. Edward Don and Company, everything but the food for nearly 100 years. And remember to be sure to check out their most recent Tabletop Advisor. You can download it from their website, www.don.com. Just go to the homepage and scroll down to the publications section. We'll see you next time, but always remember, Tabletop Matters.
0: That concludes this week's episode of Tabletop Journal's Seat Yourself podcast series. For more news, information, and insights on the hospitality tabletop industry, be sure to check out tabletopjournal.com.